and welcome to episode 20 of the Hughes Musings podcast. My name is John. And I'm Carol. And we're the Hugheses and this is the Hughes Musings podcast. And we're back. Guess who's back? Back again. The Hugheses are back. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Nee, nee, nee. Yeah, we're back. So it's been a very interesting two weeks for us. Has it only been two weeks? Since we did our HPSA, yeah? Wow. Yeah, it's been an absolute roller coaster. It's been, yeah, a bit crazy. Uh, and we've got lots to catch up on. And I know everybody's going through everything that they're going through at the moment. So we just wanted to do a podcast to let you know where we are in our journey, that we are back and we're back on regular scheduling and yeah, the Huge Musings podcast is back like the Empire. Don't Striking get back. Okay. Like Star Wars. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we went to Wales for yes. a bit. Yes, I drove the five-hour journey. Yeah, so we stayed with your dad for a little bit. Um, We'd helped him out with some, like, cleaning, like, housework that obviously he can't, like, do because he was um, pretty immobile at the time. Yeah. But he is feeling much better. Yeah, the good news is that Papa Hughes is feeling much, much better. Uh, He's a big old drama queen. He's finally on the right medication. Yeah, and it's helped massively. He's gone from not really being able to walk and desperately needing support to being difficult to keep in his house to having being in a vulnerable area of the coronavirus and having to stay in anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so he'd had to stay in for five weeks and rest. Finally got the go-ahead to go out and about. Yep, finally was able to walk around. And then got put in lockdown. <laughs> yep. Poor, poor dad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the good news is that he's not so bad. And then a couple of things happened. So we weren't really needed as much as we thought we were down there. Then the whole coronavirus hit the UK. Um, Carol had to go back up to Scotland anyway. Because the plan was for you to move down a little bit later than me. Yeah, move down like April. And with everything happening, my job that I was going to start was going to be in the entertainment sector. Yeah, it kind of fell through, didn't it? It just kind of worked out that, you know, it wouldn't have really made much sense for me to stay down there. My brother works on cruise ships. They've all shut down. So he's flying back and traveling back today. Um, So he'll be back in Wales like either tomorrow Tomorrow. or the next day, Mm. depending how long it takes him to sort of, you know, navigate to get back home. Um, So lots of good news there. Um, But we are back in Scotland and back in the cupboard of our spare room. Yay! Back recording the podcast. So, yeah, we packed it all up, drove it all the way down to Wales, packed it all up, drove it back up to Scotland. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, we did have a bit of a stressful time just as, like, we started to sort of hear more things about the coronavirus and the fact that we were having to start to sort of social distance and things were starting to go in lockdown and things were starting to close down. Uh, Carol obviously come back up to Scotland. 
I was still in Wales, just making sure that the medication and my dad was okay. Just sort of did some extra bits of housework and just sort of did as much as I could to support him. But there was a little bit of time where I was in Wales, you were in Scotland, and we were edging closer and closer to the inevitable, which is where we're at now, which is lockdown. So that was a bit stressful, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, that the panic goes through you that what if I'm not allowed to travel past the borders or travel that far to come and collect John or, you know, what what if we got stuck in separate countries? But it's not at that stage yet, which is quite good. Well, I, I think it would have been more difficult had we'd waited a little bit longer. So I only got back a few days ago, really. Yeah, so when I, I drove down... Um, and got John and drove back um, in the same day. And that was when social distancing had kind of just started. So Starbucks was open, but you couldn't sit down. Burger King was open, but you couldn't sit in. Like, yeah. Every, like, obviously now Starbucks, is Starbucks open? Starbucks nope, shut. everything's closed. Burger King. Closed? Closed, yeah. I think. I don't, I know McDonald's and KFC have shut down, but I don't know about. I assume Burger, King. Burger King's closed as well. Costa shut down as well. So th- this is when you could, you could still pay in cash in some places, but you had, you could do card payment in certain places. Like co- um, Starbucks, I had to pay by card, but W. H. Smith said they were accepting either. W. Yeah. Smith at the service station, mm. and people were just kind of starting to like sanitize and wear gloves and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was quite scary going into the the service stations and there being no one there. It was a big like sort yeah. of culture shock, wasn't it? it was yeah, because obviously I'm in a bubble strange, at work, yeah. you mm. know, like, and we only do what we do at work. So my work is still open, um, because obviously the call center is a major part of like financial services and keeping, um, mm-hmm. the world turning. Especially just now, a lot of people are phoning up, like mortgage payments getting delayed, credit card payments getting delayed, taking out credit cards, extending overdrafts, like. There's obviously a lot of changes going on in people's worlds. Like I'm so lucky that my job, I will either be kept on to work full time or I will go into furlough. Is that how you pronounce it? Furlough, yeah. Furlough. Mm. Um, I'm so fortunate that I have yeah. got that. Like a lot of people have been made redundant in this situation, um, or self-employed, or you know all those kind of or bank staff. You know, like those people. So mm. we're really lucky that at least my wage is still coming in. Like we're yeah. not we're not going to go under. Like we're not like we're going to be okay. Like yeah. It's very strange, and this is one thing that I wanted to talk about. Like, sort of, so we are we're not gonna labour too much on it, and and we're not gonna talk about what the experts are talking about with coronavirus because we're not. And so, it's ever changing. It's changing. So we're just gonna talk about day. the situ- exactly. We're just gonna talk about the situation that we're in. Um, and I feel like me and you we're on opposite ends of the scale a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, so I am. Um, social distancing i am following lockdown protocols because just because of the way everything happened uh, i was in between jobs and now i have no job while we're having corona um i have been promised interviews for when we're allowed to go out and about in the world again Mm -hmm. so hopefully i will be working again very soon but until that's happened i am living as a man of leisure yeah you live in lockdown mode yeah yeah so just you can go out once a day 
Yeah, so I've been doing my little walk and I've been going to the shop if I need to, but like really not going as much as you know, no, no. as much as I normally would, and you know, trying to avoid that as much as possible. Really, I think on the first day of lockdown, I went to the post office. Yeah. Um, and I went again today for extra bits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I am in full lockdown mode, doing that social distancing thing, spending a lot of time during the day on my own. Uh, whereas Carol is is one of those superheroes, those super troopers, dun, dun, dun. who is still working, still looking after people, still, you know, contributing to what is the essential network of the country to make sure that things don't fall apart. So, yeah, yeah I just wanted to talk about what your experience has been like, and I'll talk a little bit about what my experience has been like. And what we've both been doing and how that's sort of been for each other, with mm. each other as well. Mm. So, yeah. So so that's that's what we're going to start the week talking about. Um, it's literally just uh, how the first sort of four or five days of lockdown, lockdown has been. Um, so so you... Boris Johnson has not physically used the word lockdown. No. But um, Nicola Sturgeon has. So. Yes. For us, I don't know if that, I don't know if you're in England, it feels any different because obviously it's very clear instructions, like stay home, stay safe. Whereas we are on lockdown. Like I don't really, it's just a, it's just a word. Yeah, so I, don't I mean think... it's just it's semantics, but I mean the instructions are very clear and they go across Britain of don't go out unless completely essential, yeah. and you know don't socialize with anybody outside of your normal household. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and don't have contact with people and literally go out once a day for your exercise if if you need to. And that's yeah, it. Yeah. So my lockdown started a bit surreal. A bit, I don't know. Because like, it was announced on Wednesday that schools and nurseries are shutting down um, by Friday at quarter to six or whenever, the, by five o'clock. Um, but I work in a private nursery and I work in a client-based nursery. So I was like, do these rules apply to me? Do they not apply to me? Went into work, heard nothing. It wasn't acknowledged. There was no talk about it. There was no information about it. Went into work Friday, same, N- nothing. Was was literally told nothing. It wasn't acknowledged. Like, And this, this was, all the staff are obviously speculating what's going on, what's this, what's that. It was unclear if our workers, like our client base were key workers are they not key workers because some places were saying they are some places saying they aren't and it was basically left to local authority to decide Mm -hmm. and they just put financial services so every parent came in with a letter saying i'm a key worker my manager said i'm a key worker um our local authority said financial services key workers okay and it just over the weekend it hit me like because it was because then you're in the bubble of work like you're doing your normal routine you've got the same amount of kids like maybe one or two are not coming in but it was crazy the the shock of it when i came home yeah over the weekend and then it was mother's day and everyone's posting online like not seeing their mom and not seeing their granny and all that kind of stuff and we did make the decision to still see my mum so my parents aren't in the vulnerable age range um, no, and they're both still working through this as well. Yes, yeah, so that was the because they're both council workers, so they're still they are part of the infrastructure of of the county. So they're both still working, but yeah. So we did decide between the four of us, yes, that yeah, we were going to see each other on the Sunday. 
we're the four of us were hanging out and then on the monday three of us were going back to work like it it yeah. didn't feel real and then when we were there like when my, my parents came around we made them afternoon tea which we'll talk about more about later but we did sit on opposite ends of the living room yeah like i didn't like cuddle into my mom or you know anything like that like no. which was weird yeah. so that was always on our mind that we are sitting opposite yeah ends. that's it we we saw them as in we sat in the same room yeah but we distanced ourselves and we made sure that we sanitized wash our hands didn't touch each other just yeah and normally i'd put like a bowl of crisps or something whereas i didn't it nothing, was there was nothing, nothing shared it was like now. this is mm-hmm. your plate and this is my plate yeah kind of thing um, so that was a bit weird. And then back to work on Monday, just lots of questions, lots of unknowns. Um, a lot of children chose not, or their parents chose not to come in because they're still starting to work at home. Yeah. And, you know, I, we don't have children, so it's hard for us to say. But when we look after our nephews, we know how hard it is to look after a child while focusing on work. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's hard but then if there's two parents you can kind of balance it like i'll work up hours in the morning you work up hours in the afternoon or if you're able to do yeah, that but it's able. i mean it's gonna it's, it's difficult and yeah we've got single parents with one-year-olds like yeah you know do you wait till eight o'clock at night when they're going to bed that's it and like, then work a couple hours then you stay up all night and you anybody know, who is yeah. working and looking after children and doing everything at the moment all day then all power to you yeah like, honestly all power to you i think and then tuesday night came where we had the announcement from boris so um then it was a bit more of a reality you know like do not leave your home unless you are nhs staff pretty much is what i got from that yeah yeah and then it I, is it, it does seem that strict but like i mean the reality of it is that that can't happen it's, it's not like that yeah. though like like you were saying that if you need fuel for your car, somebody needs to be working in in that garage. Yeah. You know, it, like, like we were just saying, your parents. Yeah. Are both still in work? Well, there's just well, two it's changed slightly changed now. now yeah, yeah, but they were both in work on that day. Uh, but your dad's still in work, isn't he? He works um, solitary though. So yeah. he doesn't. He's not in a team. So yeah, we should explain yeah. what he does. He's he's a caretaker for for the council. So he looks after um, a high rise. Yeah, a high rise um, block of flats, um, and he literally just he's the maintenance and janitor for yeah for that high rise. So, so he, he does work on his own a lot. Yeah, and his duties have been stripped back to absolute basic duties. So literally, yeah, go in, do what you need to do, and then. Yeah, doesn't he leave straight? No, no, that? he's got he's got to monitor the cameras, so he ah, has right, to stay in his office. Normally, yeah. he would do like walk rounds and yeah. cleaning and stuff like that, but he's mm. not. He's just to watch the cameras and stay in his office. Right, I see. Um, but that that's just for now. It might change. Yeah, it might go to a because he has to do work at the weekends where he has like a a work mobile, and if um there's an emergency, they phone him and yeah, he'll they come do, in. Like, so, on call. Yeah, it yeah. might switch to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but currently, he goes in, he does like the health and safety checklist that he has to do, yeah. and then remains in his office. Yeah. And then my mum, she currently works three days a week. Like that's her regular. Is she works three days? She's got flexible retirement. Um. So the her office has been split, so they all have to sit a couple of desks apart, and they're not allowed to sit in a cluster anymore. But she sits by herself anyway because, um, her boss like he is the only one of him in his team, mm. and she's the only one of her in her team. 
So they've kind of said that she used to go into work one day and then two days work from home. Um, because a lot of her, she's a secretary, so like a lot of like printing and stuff like that, which she has to be in the office for, where a lot of like answering emails and typing up minutes and stuff like that she can do, you know, from a laptop at home. Right. So that's where they stand out. But that was only after Tuesday. Like yeah. the Monday, she was yeah. normal. It yeah. was then the, the Tuesday announcement. Friday kind of... and the Monday was very up in the air for a lot of people I know. Um, yeah. like, like you said, especially yourself, you weren't really sure what was going on. Well, and... it's only been today, which is now Thursday. So this is... Um, a week and a day after the announcement that schools were shut and then two days after the announcement of not to go out that um, I finally got answers. Um, but I mean, I'm asking questions that no one has answers to. And my boss was trying to protect us. Like she's like, yeah, I can send you all home, but I can't guarantee you'll get paid. So she was kind of hanging fire till she heard from above and stuff of like course, that. Of course, yeah, all has unfortunately, to be done officially, yeah. Money, money makes the world go round. Yeah, um, even in this horrible time. Yeah, a lot of people aren't in a position to be like, oh, I don't care, take a week's pay off me. No, like, and we are not showing symptoms. None of our family are showing symptoms. Some of our friends, are, there's no one in our circle is showing symptoms. No. So, like, we do feel kind of like it's not hit us yet. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had someone in hospital, we, we might be feel completely different. Of course. Of we course. Might we feel, definitely would feel different. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, because to me, it's still like it's like a movie, isn't it? Like, the zombies are coming or something you know like <laughs> everything's shut and you can't go out but then i've not seen it i've not experienced it yet so it still feels a little bit surreal to me yeah so so yeah that's that's how it is um in the working situation yeah. what's it like um for your commute and stuff have you noticed is it is a very quiet one yeah so I, so I haven't actually asked you about this but i was wondering today yeah. i was like i wonder what it's like in the mornings and on the way home from work because normally you know, it's lots of congestion, everybody's bustling around. Does it feel very surreal when you go on your way to work in the morning and stuff? Not really, because I'm currently on the nine o'clock shift. Whereas right. n- so normally I'd have to leave at like 20 past eight, mm-hmm. half past eight, and sit in traffic and get to work for nine. Whereas if I'm on the seven o'clock shift, I can leave at quarter to seven and mm-hmm. get there. So now I'm leaving at quarter to nine and yeah, getting get there mm-hmm. at five to nine. So, and then I get there and I'm like, oh, breakfast has been packed away, like... I feel like I've just lost two hours of my life because sure. there's no rush hour traffic. I drive direct. Like, there's maybe a red light I stop at once. And apart from that... Um, when you go back to rush hour, you're going to be so frustrated. Uh-huh. And it's been frustrating <laughs> at work because we've got full staff. Like yeah. None of our staff are showing symptoms. None of our staff are in self-isolation. So we've got full staff mm. and only like eight children in the whole nursery. And I'm used to having like 15 children in my room alone. Yeah, I get it. So you. it's been very frustrating that way because there is nothing to do. There mm. is like the and when you're when your mind is like looking for answers mm. and going into lockdown and like so last week and the start of this week, I struggled. I couldn't focus. I couldn't read a book, um, or read documents or anything like that. I could all I could think about, all I could talk about was coronavirus, lockdown. Whereas today we got more information. We got well over the last couple of days we've had more information yeah um a lot of the nurseries so i work for a company that is spread across um the uk they have a lot of nurseries and they have shut 90 percent of the nurseries yeah um and the other 10 percent have been changed into hubs so it matches like the local authorities that only people like in their catchment area can use it if they're key workers yeah but it's because we're a client base we're like so yeah. different and there's it's, no other nurses anywhere near us that's it it's, it's a completely different sort of situation with your nursery in particular yeah. because it's connected to the bank there 
Yeah. It's not like a public nursery. No, we're not a community nursery. So, so it's it's yeah. a completely different situation than ninety percent of the nurseries in the UK would be. Yeah. So we've finally been stripped down to skeleton staff. So today. Um, over half of the staff got sent home and got told do not come back until yep. we tell you to come back. So I volunteered to stay because I don't live with my parents. Some of the girls who work there do live with their parents. Mm. Um, some of them live with six siblings. Um, some of them have partners are vulnerable people and some of them have children. Whereas, unfortunately, John, it's just you I've got. And I feel that... And yeah, although I am yeah. a man-child, I, I'm able to look after myself <laughs> on a day-to-day basis just about... Yeah, and I don't use public transport to get to and from work. Nope. So, and you know, I was like, I volunteer to stay. Like, mm. um, if if the company's me, I'm here. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were like, felt unsafe going to work. They of felt vulnerable. Um, yeah. And they were like, I volunteer to go home. <laughs> like, send yeah. me home. And um, in the current climate, you can completely understand how people wouldn't and don't feel safe going into work at the moment and definitely you know it is completely up to the individual whether they you know feel they can cope with yeah the added anxiety protocols and anxiety and and sort of culture that we're in at the moment um so you know um i'm really really proud of you uh for everything that you've done this week um i've been shit when i come home uh, the the first two days, yes, you were. Yeah, yeah. I was the, drained. The, the first two days, the the Monday was really bad because you were frustrated because you hadn't had the information yet. Yeah. And the Tuesday, you were bad just because I think you were really tired. I mean, it's hard. Like I work in the baby room. I work with under twos. They have no idea what's going on. No. Their world has been flipped upside down. Yeah, of course. I can imagine and... they're really ratty and tired. So. And I've got to go in there and smile and be happy and mm-hmm. be my bubbly usual self. Yeah, so of course. Because if you're different, I'll notice that yeah, difference as well. Draining. So that's been my adventure. Yeah. Now, what's, what's been your adventure? So mine's not really been an adventure. As I said, mine has been the life of quite a lot of people in the country. Uh, of social distancing and um, solitary confinement and <laughs> self-isolating. Yeah, I have. I have been in quarantine. Um, so I have been trying to keep myself busy. In some ways, it's it's easy because I'm trying to do whatever I can to support you. So when you come home, I want to make sure yeah. that you've got food on the table, that the flat is clean. Um, you know, the kitchen's clean, the living room's tidy, uh, things like oh. that. I forgot to say another thing about my routine, which you've just reminded me of. When I come home, I strip down. <laughs> yeah. I throw all my clothes in the washing machine and I go straight in for a hot shower. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. like it's I don't like, say um, hello to John. I don't... Well, maybe I shout hello, but I, like we don't kiss. We don't cuddle. Yeah. Like I come and then I come out of the shower and I disinfect my glasses. Yeah. And my phone. Yeah. My watch mm-hmm. and my hair clip. And then I will wash my hands again. Yeah. And then I will come over. And then we say hi. And say hello to Yeah, them. I have thought about like um, trying to set up, you know, like one of those prison walkthroughs <laughs> um, as you come through the hall. Just, you know, like have like like that big like rail that goes around and just sprays you and stuff and oh, delouses you and that. I'd love that. Yeah, just, you know what I mean? It's just as you come through the hall. I'll set that up for you. I'll, w- I'll work on that this week. I've got plenty <laughs> of time. Uh, so, yeah, as I said, uh, I've been uh, isolating myself just 
doing the housework um, and just making sure that I don't go out of my fucking mind, basically. Um, yeah. But in doing that, I have um, done some things. Um, so I I know we've been talking about on the podcast for a while of the fact that I was going to start playing some music, start posting on YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Um, but as this started, I haven't played music or sang for anybody properly for, you know, a long time. No. I've done a couple of weddings, but that's been for friends and, you know, I've not really taken it very seriously. Um, but I just thought on the first day, I was like, I'm going to post a little acoustic cover. I just thought yeah, a lot of people are doing it and it's it's that little thing to brighten people's day. I can't do much from the top floor of our building in the flat that we're in here. Um, to help people. I'm not, you know... A key worker. I'm not a key worker. I'm not much use, uh, uh, you know, most things. But one thing I do know how to do is play music. And I like it. And people have always seemed to enjoy my singing. So I just thought, you know, I'm going to post a song. If it gives somebody three minutes out of their day, great, I'll do that then. And I posted one. And it got a lot of feedback of people saying it's really nice to hear me sing again. And... You know, it brought up a lot of memories for people and, you know, it was, there was a lot of like nice encouragement there. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to do this every day of quarantine. I'm just going to post a new song. I do all of them on request and they're all for my friends. And I do want to address an issue. Oh. I received. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure if you were going to talk about this. I am. And I'm going to post a video on Facebook as well. But I am. Um, I'm not going to name any names because that's not fair. Name and shame. No. Name and shame. I'm not going to name and shame because <laughs> I don't know if anybody would feel the volition. But I just I don't want that to be a thing. Um, but I had a message off somebody today. You had your first hate comment. <laughs> I, had, I had a personal message off somebody today. basically saying how dare i use the coronavirus for self-promotion how dare i use this situation to try and increase my business basically is what they said um and i got a little bit upset if i'm honest i got a little bit annoyed because literally all i'm trying to do is just give people a few minutes out of their day it's nice for me Hopefully it's nice for them. I've had loads of positive feedback, which means Oops, I so think popular. I think a lot of people are listening, just appreciating the fact that I'm just doing it. I don't do it for a job anymore. I'm not planning on doing it for a job again. Um, but honestly, if you have the volition to send me a message like that, just fucking defriend me, unfriend me, unfollow me, because. I don't want those kind of people in my life. No. Um, I said that to that person. So basically what I said to them was, is that it's not my job anymore. I'm just doing it for just a bit of respite for people and getting back into something that I enjoy, a hobby that I've had all my life. Um, And basically said that I'm going to unfriend them and that's pretty much me done with them and don't feel the need to speak to me again because I hadn't spoke to them in 10 years, probably more. Um, and yeah, so as I said, yeah, I mean, I'm going to post a little video message out on my Facebook as well, basically just saying the same thing, but, um, yeah, it kind of upset me a bit. Mm. Um, Yeah. I mean, like there's constructive criticism where someone could be like, oh, why don't you try it this way? Or you need more guitar or whatever. But then to leave just a comment like that, like... It wasn't even about the music. It, it, yeah. it wasn't like... No, like, I'm not saying like, oh, don't say anything bad on my page. But like, 
just oh yeah if you don't like yeah. my music or it's getting on your tits just say john stop posting songs uh that's fine like yeah. if you're my friend and you know you like john it's too much just say john it's too much but most of my friends haven't said that in fact most of my friends have been saying the opposite yeah so do you have like a set time that you do it or do you just do it like whenever i have been doing them just first thing i love it the fact that every time i go on a lunch break it's ready for me yeah so i usually post roughly about half 11 12 o'clock every day yeah um i get up in the morning do my morning routine um then depending on the song i'll either cr- crack onto it straight away if I don't know it or I have to remind myself of the mm. song. Or if I know it really well, I'll sort of pot around and then just record it quickly at 11 or something. Most of them, luckily for me, have been like one-take wonders because I've known them pretty well. But the one that I was asked for today, the Rent cover, uh, I haven't played that song for years and I haven't sang that song for, for quite a while. And I woke mm. up with a big old horrible bunged up nose and stuff like that, so... Had to get myself uh, warmed up and ready mm. for that one. So yeah. that one took me a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, so I try and post them by midday each day. Just because I know everybody's That's home. That's all I request is that it's ready before my lunch break. It will be. Every day. Yeah. Apart from, I'm not sure what to do on the weekend. Do it. Do it. Do yeah, but it. we're going to be together. Sing for me. Sing for me. Okay. I haven't actually had a wife request yet. Well, you've. Can you just look up previous lists of requests I've asked that you've still not done yet? Uh, no, because they're probably gone now. I still want the alien one. Okay. Yeah, don't worry. I know which one you mean. I know you know. I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, and I like that um, home one. Home one? Home is wherever I'm with you. Oh, that one. I've never heard you sing it though. I've never ever sang that in my life. I don't even. But it's our song. You just do Alan Rose's song. That's different though. I'm recording and sending that to them, so I'm not going to cover that on the acoustic session. No, is it too personal and private? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to record that and send that to them. Okay. Um, Alan's already sent me a message, basically yeah, I on read the f- it. on the first day, saying, "Oh, it looks like you've got loads of time and a guitar." Um, can I have my wedding song now, please? <laughs> Considering it was nearly two years ago, I think. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Whoa, was it two years this summer? July, yeah. Whoa. Mad, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, haters, as Taylor Swift say, haters are going to hate. But As Miranda you... Singh says, haters back off. Yeah, but <laughs> if you feel like sending me a message, yeah, just, just fuck off. <laughs> like, that's the message I have for anybody who feels the need to inbox me a shitty message telling me that I'm using coronavirus and self-isolation for self-promotion. It's not my job. <laughs> it's a hobby. And I've only just got back into it after nearly two years. So, just I'm not going to labour on it anymore, but just fuck off. Okay? Fuck off. So, Done. you've also downloaded that Hangout app, or House Party. House yeah, party I've, been, I've been on House Party and chatting to people. It's really good. It means... That you know, I can keep in touch with people. Probably and... talking to people more. In some ways, yeah, absolutely. Because think... like other people have more time as well, and and you know... sitting about going crazy, like you just need that's to talk. That's it. To peeps. I mean, that's it. Like, uh, I mean, most of the chats that I've had there have only been sort of ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes of what you've been up to today. How are you doing? You know, yeah. One night I like to sit down because you can play games on it, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. want to do that with like my fam one night. Yeah, I was playing Heads Up. 
last night. Um, I had a couple of drinks and played heads up uh, with uh, Natasha for her wine at nine. Nice. Um, I, I didn't drink wine. <laughs> good. Just so the world knows. I'm, I'm not very good on wine. Uh, but I didn't drink wine. But yeah, so we had a little drink and we played heads up and had a catch up. Um, and, you know, I've been chatting to other people uh, in the area and stuff like that. And uh, what we played Pictionary the other day as well, like mm. me and a few of my mates, which was great. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's been really good. And then I've caught up with a few other people and I've been messaging. Um, Did you try a jam session or something? So, yeah. <laughs> So this went horribly wrong. So me and Immy, uh, for those of you who don't know, Immy is like my best friend, even best man. Um, we used to play music together all the way through uni, um, and yeah, he's he he was just he's just my best mate. Um, so we were chatting, and I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could try a little jam session on this thing? He was like, yeah, yeah, we should do that. There's far too much lag. Yeah. So, like, if you're just chatting, you wouldn't realise it because it's, it's only, like, a millisecond. But when you're trying to play music... Yeah. It's like it it's yeah. like a tiny little bit of a bar out. And we were just like, no, we can't do this. So what we have done is said we're going to do some project work. So we're sending files back and forth at the moment between ourselves, working on some material that we're, we're, we're working on across continents. Okay, he's all the way over in Thailand and I'm up here in Scotland. Um, but yeah, so we're sending stuff back and forth and I'm going to put together a little video for it as well and uh, we'll post that over on social media and things like that as well. Uh, so yeah, I've been keeping myself busy in my isolation. So yeah, that's what I've been doing um, during my isolation is is basically just getting back into music and I'm, I'm kind of enjoying that fact. I think hopefully this is going to propel me to carry on with music a bit more. Yeah, um, I feel like become it's, part of your it's daily routine. a part of my life that I've left behind and, and hopefully this isolation process has rekindled my love for it, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just lastly, um, obviously, we've just been saying this is what you've been doing, Carol. Uh, you've been away in work and I've been here in the flat. Um, I just want to talk about, like, what it's like being together through this process. So, mm. in the evenings, obviously, you've been out all day in work. I've been doing my thing at home in the evenings. Like, we did sort of touch on it saying that, you know, the first couple of nights it was quite difficult. Yeah, it was very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, um, I just want to ask, uh, how have you been feeling, sort of, coming home? Yeah, well, the first few nights it was really hard for me because I was so drained from work, like from constantly speculating and trying to like find out what's a rumor, what's fact, and then like being in front of the children, and then coming home and just being so frustrated and so drained, hmm. and just. Like coming home and it'd be like the six o'clock news was on and it'd be a roundup of everything that I've heard bits all throughout the day and seeing everyone going to lockdown and everyone like protecting themselves and all these people dying and like just the reality like hit me hard. Yeah. And then I'm I'm exhausted. So I eat my dinner and then there was some nights where we'd watch a couple of episodes on the telly and then I'd go to bed or there was one night where we watched one episode of telly and then you were like, Oh, I'm going to go 
and play the PlayStation. I don't really want to lie down here. And I was just like, what? Like, I felt yeah, there so was hurt. Like, there was like one yeah. night where literally because I'd been watching the news, sort of trying to keep up to date on things. And I just, I, I timed things badly. Yeah. Um. So when you were like, "Oh, can we just watch another episode?" or you just automatically started another episode, I was like, "I'm so sorry, but like, I just really don't want to sit here for any longer because I'd been trying to watch the news because that's when all the news was coming yeah, through." Yeah, six o'clock so, news. Yeah. So, well, no, but before that, so right. I'd watched all the updates throughout the day, and mm. then we'd hit the six o'clock. I watched that six o'clock with you. And then we'd start to watch comedy programs and have dinner together. Yeah. I finished my dinner. I was like, I need to get out of this room and just go and do something else. Yeah. Because, yeah. So I was really upset because I was like, you've had the whole day to do whatever you want. Like, why can't you just spend like a little bit of time with me? Like, I need you. Yeah. Um. So then after that, we both kind of changed our routine a bit. Like, when I came home, yeah. we, we don't watch the six o'clock news. No, no. Like, if there's any major headlines, we've seen them. That's it. That's it. So I mean, I watch. I make sure that I watch like the morning report now, and I check the lunchtime report. Yeah, like we're both on Facebook. We've both got news apps. Like yeah. if there's anything major, we'll see it. But we don't need a roundup again of of what the day has been. Like we we both know. Yeah, exactly. We both, unless there's another announcement like the half past eight one, you know, we're yeah. not going to watch any news. No. So we have dinner and we start watching. Sorry, that's my alarm for the NHS clap. Yeah, so, so we, we are go will. Yeah, we'll come back to you in a minute, guys. Uh, we're going to take a short break now to go and clap for our NHS. Um, and if we do have any NHS workers that are listening to the show, all power to you. You are amazing people, and I know for a fact that I'm not just speaking for myself. Uh, but I know the entire country appreciates the fact that you're all still on the front lines of it and um, just just want to let you know that everything you're doing means so much to the people of this country. Um, and when all this is over, that's not going to be forgotten. Um, you're amazing. Um, and we're going to go outside and give you a big old round of applause. So we'll be back soon. Thank you. Oh, so that was... Um, strangely emotional wasn't it i I was expecting it to be emotional i don't know what i was expecting to be honest i didn't think that many people would go out and show support mm. um i like i had a little worry that, that <laughs> like we were going to be the only ones out there <laughs> no but, one else but um, yeah we stood on our balcony so we were still yeah. safe yeah we stood out on our balcony and yeah there was not everybody in the street, but there was a fair few households and everybody showed, you know, real enthusiasm. and A little was, woo! Yeah, there was quite a lot of woos and whoops and shouts and stuff like that. But um, It did feel awkward clapping, though. Like, it's not like a parade was going by or something or you could see. Like, everyone just kind of like, oh, oh, we're starting, we're starting, okay, clap, clap! And then it was like, how long did we clap for? <laughs> oh, it was really good, yeah. It was it was lovely and, and rightfully so. Um, as I said, I know... I know for a fact that there's a lot of people um, who really appreciate, you know, the fact that we do have that infrastructure of people caring for us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the NHS gets such a bad rep, like waiting times and underfunding and all that stuff. But yeah. like reality is, you know, they're, they're they're saving people's lives just now. That's it. It's come to the crunch and, and you know, we're all 
massively appreciative of of everybody who's looking after the country and and everything that you know the NHS is doing. Um, you know, from temporary hospitals and yeah, you know, just putting themselves on the front line of you know a global pandemic to look after everybody. Yep, it's amazing. It is, and uh, also I, like. I know they're the front line and everything is thinking NHS, but like the private sector as well, and obviously like people working in care homes and people working care in the community, childcare workers, like people working in supermarkets, like yeah. they are risking their health. Yeah, absolutely. To continue their job and. You know, from a personal point of view, you know, I said it earlier in the podcast, but I've got to say, babe, I'm incredibly proud that you're my wife, because. You have put yourself out there. You you have gone right onto the front line to look after people. And, you know, when given the option, um, you know, do you want to stay at home or do you want to keep doing the job and looking after people? You, you've said, no, I want to I wanna look after people and, you know, you want to do everything you can. And I'm amazingly proud of you for doing that. You know, when we talk about people going to look after people, you don't work for the NHS, but you are working in the care sector and... You yeah, are like I know I'm front. not I'm not like the front line. Like I'm not dealing with people that have got like coronavirus or No, but you're looking after children. Yeah. You know? I don't see myself as at the front line, but I I do see myself as I do play an important role. Yeah, right you now. definitely yeah. you do. There are the the children that you're looking after at the moment, their parents won't be able to keep doing their jobs in banks and, and in that infrastructure if you weren't there to support them at that time. Yeah. And and we all know how difficult it must be looking after children who don't really understand. Yeah. Oh, you've got to keep your social distance or anything like that. Oh, you know, no, I still like, give cuddles. That's and it. Like, you, you're up, having yeah. to sort of very much carry on regardless of everything that's going on and just making sure that you're looking after yourself and the other people around you as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, um, within the staff, we are social distancing. Like, we won't sit next to each other. Like, in the staff room, we don't sit next to each other. Even if we're playing with the kids, like, we'll sit, like, opposite ends of the room. Yeah. But I know that... I'm going to cuddle this child and this child's going to go off and cuddle another grown-up. Like, yeah. You know, so we are still vulnerable. Of course. And we're just doing the best we can, yeah. you know. Just the best we can. That's and it. Um, we do obviously expect those parents to respect the the lockdown when they're not there. Of course. Of you course. know, like, I'm there looking after their children, so hopefully they can look after me. You know, like, they're not being doing exactly. silly when they're... Exactly. And, uh, um, yeah. Right. You know, I just, yeah. Just want everybody out there to know that, you know, it's, it's yes, it's the NHS, um, but as you said, it's it's people in supermarkets, it's people... Petrol stations, bus drivers. Uh, yeah, but I, I've seen buses still going, you know, there's nobody on the buses, but the bus drivers are still there doing their job and... Just and in case that NHS doctor needs a bus home. That's it, and people working supply lines to make sure that supermarkets <gasps> yeah. are still stocked. Um, the post office, the banks, everything that's still going um, is just yeah. hats off to everybody who is working through yeah. this. And it's amazing to see here. like McDonald's shut down, Costa yeah. closed, like not shut down, but you know what I mean, like yeah. closed for now. All these big corporations have gone, yeah, well, you know. Protect our staff, respect it. the government. That's it, we'll down. do our yeah. bit to, to, you know, be in, you know, do everything we can. And you know, it shows 
the 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 climate of of what's happening and House it shows videos, that yeah. that everybody is taking it seriously and you know that's pretty amazing yeah when mcdonald's was shutting down i seen photos of like queues going oh. around gotta get those nuggets <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna hark on about it but but i think the this pandemic and this thing hitting britain has shown the very best and also the very worst <laughs> of this country. The the queues at McDonald's when people found out it was closing the next day was ridiculous. You They're on ha- lockdown, they've got nothing to do. <laughs> but but that's the thing, like it was the start of, you know, social distancing and making sure that you're safe and making sure that you're careful. Yeah, they were like trying to stay at home only. as much as yeah. you can. And there was queues of people like stood shoulder to shoulder outside McDonald's. <laughs> I only seen the drive-through queues. I didn't see the, the people queues. <laughs> fucking morons! Honestly, anybody who did it, you're a dumbass. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, I think it's shown the very best and the very worst. I saw uh, a video the other day of where some woman coughing in somebody's face in the restaurant. <gasps> How rude! Because because they were told that they couldn't eat there and it was only doing takeout, and she sat down. And they were, and the waiter went over and was like, "I'm really, really sorry, um, but we're only doing a takeout service today, just because of government guidelines." Blah blah blah. Literally, just explaining the whole situation. Yeah. She got up and she started shouting at him, and then she coughed in his face and walked out that That's restaurant. Disgusting. And oh. I was just like, "That is a horrific human being right there." Mm. Um, so yeah, it has shown the very best, but unfortunately, on some occasions, it has shown the very worst, the very worst yeah. of British society. And a funny little story though to do with that. Um, mm. Obviously, panic buying has been happening yep. all around us. <laughs> Pasta sold has. out, soap sold out, toilet paper sold out. You don't get the shits when you get the Corona. No, I it's 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 that th- I don't know why. I think it's because people think if I'm not allowed to even go to a shop. At least I can do a poo. And wipe my bum. Yeah. Yeah, so we were in the in the shop and we were like, okay, you know, just getting like wee bits here and there, um, doing our mm. normal shop. And on the aisle, the soup and tin aisle, everything was it. Every shelf was empty. Yeah. Set for oxtail. Yeah. <laughs> you could get as much oxtail soup as you wanted. I was buzzing though. I was buzzing. It was really weird because I was having a craving for oxtail soup. So I was like, oh, I'll grab a couple of tins of that. It was great. Yeah. So we're starving, (laughs) but not that starving. (laughs) And then today we went um, to get a few bits and um, like there's no eggs anywhere. But no. there's three pound fifty organic le- le- eggs left. Eggs, yeah, yeah. As in, like, I really want eggs, but not that badly. Not still, not paying three pound. Not three pound fifty worth eggs. of eggs. <laughs> so British is still being frugal. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it made me laugh. It brought a yeah. smile to my face. Me too. Me too. It was good. It was good. Um, but yeah, just uh, talking about things like that. I've got a few uh, friends who. Um, have a few food allergies and like gluten free and stuff like that, and oh, it's man. it's really difficult for them because people who can't buy like normal bread or like cakes and things like that are then going well. I'll just pay a little bit extra for the gluten free, and then people who actually need that gluten free food nothing left then yeah. can't go and buy buy the stuff that they 
have to buy, so they have no choice. It's yeah, uh, it's crazy. So if you're not uh, this time, just just do without. Just just do without because you don't need it, but they do. Yeah. So so, so don't be greedy. But I think after the initial panic. sort of panic buying yeah. craze and and when a lot of these things were said, I think the shopping culture has calmed down. And Definitely, I seen fresh meat today for the first time in a week. I think I think people are being on the whole, very respectful of what they're seeing. Because all the cupboards are full now. They don't need to buy anymore. <laughs> Not just that, though, but, yeah. you know, like, make sure that you are, you know, at least two metres apart. Make sure you're waiting I keep queues. forgetting this, yeah. Like, we're out and about, and Tom was like, why are you going so close to those people? I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah of course. like, there was there was two people, and you, like, squeezed through the middle. I was like, what are you doing? Social distance. I totally forgot. And then at the till, I'm, like, ready to start unloading. John's like, come and stand on the sticker. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like a big sign on oh. the floor saying, just wait here. <laughs> See, because in my work, it's, like, normal routine. Yeah, I get you. Mostly. It's, it's got to be really difficult yeah. to, to sort of, like, Switch. get your head. Yeah, because yeah, in work, you're trying not to do that for the children, but then... Yeah. You are trying to do that with your coworkers, and then when you're when you do when we do go out to a shop. But to be honest, like we went for a, an extra few little bits today, and we probably won't need to do a shop again for at least a week. If hopefully, not more. the rest yeah. of. You know, I mean, there were some bits that I wanted that we didn't get. Like I've now run out of antifat wipes, which is what I use to clean my glasses and my watch and my phone when I come home. Yeah. But I mean, we've got a spray and a cloth, so worst comes to Just worst. Have to do it that way. I'll yeah. need to do it that way. Yeah. yeah. But we're fine. Yeah. We're absolutely fine. Yeah, we've yeah. we we're okay. We're okay. It's only the two of us as well, so Yeah, and I get my lunch at work every day now. You know, so and I've got good. plenty of booze, so I'm alright. <laughs> as long as you don't run out of that mixer. Aye. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. Um but no, we're 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 doing alright. We've uh we've found our way, um in and amongst everything that's happening with the virus. Oh, this is the last thing I want to say. I, w- I want to move on from Corona, but I wanna say one more thing. Yeah. I think everyone should keep some form of diary, um, pen to paper or typed and printed, because they, like this is something I never ever thought would happen in my generation. No, like my grandpa was in the war and he wrote a diary, and see me reading that as a child, it mm. was like better than any history book. It was magical. It was it was my grandas like take on his life when he lived in the war like schools have shut down Mm. businesses cafes restaurants they've shut down our life is turned upside down so even if you write one sentence a day just a little bit about what life is like Mm. living through this pandemic like a pandemic like the world is yeah it's global it's it's affecting everyone and so Either type it up and print it off or keep a little diary where you have just a sentence every night, every couple of nights, just so that your kids, your grandkids or anyone else can read what it was like to live through this moment. Because this is history. This yeah. is happening. Yeah. In 20 years time, we'll be talking about yeah. when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And we need not just the news, not just like really, you're in isolation. Like, what did you do today? Like, what what was your mental health like? What was it? Oh, yeah. I just think it'll be so interesting. Yeah. So if you can, keep a little diary. Yeah. I think you should. I think it would be great. Yeah. Good. And that's all I want to say about it. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's move on to slightly lighter subjects. So... 
in the midst of all this, uh, we have still been eating. Yes. We have, haven't we? Yes. And we've eaten quite well. Eaten a lot more than what we should be. We we definitely have. What all we have been. All those diets, they have gone out of the window yeah. because, well, balls to it. So, Carol, mm-hmm. just need to ask you a question. Oh, can't you tell me, Nate? Oh, can't you tell me? Why can't you tell me? What's on your plate? What's on your f- flumping plate? Well, this week, for the last three days, I've been eating it. It's been that good. <laughs> John made me baked breakfast mac and cheese. That. What? 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 I mean, even the title of it <laughs> sounds like banging, doesn't it? Baked breakfast mac and cheese. What? What's baked breakfast mac and cheese? Well, I've never heard of that before. What is that? So it's basically a mac and cheese that then has crispy bacon. Yeah, like crispy bacon lardons, uh, black pudding, uh, and you can add like sausage and stuff to it as well. And you put a couple of eggs in there to thicken up the sauce and stuff. Um, But yeah, it's mac and cheese supreme. It's just amazing. And John in the past has got a thing for mac and cheese and he'll make like Tex-Mix mac and cheese, breakfast mac and cheese. What's the other kind of mac and cheese? Fajita mac and cheese. Fajita mac and cheese. He just puts food in mac and cheese. Yeah. (laughs) so good. Like mac and cheese is banging, but if you put like other great things in it, it it turns it into like an even better mac and cheese. It's great. So brilliant. We've had that. So the first night we had just mac and cheese. Yeah. That last night I had mac and cheese with, check this, Slim and Whirl chips. Because <laughs> it's all we have in the That's freezer. That's all we had, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and corn. And then tonight we had, again, with the, the chips, but I had beans this time. So it was like a proper breakfast. I had my beans on the plate. <laughs> yeah, I've just been living it up with mac and cheese fries with a bit of either barbecue sauce or ketchup. And it's yeah. been amazing. Oh, see that black pudding? Oh, it just goes so nice. Yeah, you just it? break it up and then like mix it through. Make sure you don't break it up too much because I think the no, first time... No, you need chunk. Yeah. yeah, the first time that I ever did it... Um, it Turned like, the sauce like black? Yeah, yeah, I broke it up loads and then mixed it in. Uh, so what it did was just disintegrate, yeah. and so it all had like a slight black pudding flavour. Yeah. But you didn't really feel like you had it in the no. mac and cheese. So the idea is, is you break it up really heavy, so it's like chunks, big and chunks. Then slowly mix that through <laughs> with the cheese, and then you still get a little chunk, a little yeah. tiny bite size of black pudding. Oh, so good. So good. So that's what's been on our plate this week, three nights in a row. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and we still have some of John's famous chilli. Yes, we've got two portions in the freezer still, and we had it one night as well. Yep, and then on Sunday, as we did say, we had yes. a catch-up with your parents. We had a distant Mother's Day. We had, Yeah, we had the social distanced Mother's Day. Um, and we made everybody a little individual afternoon tea. Yes. So we had sandwiches. Yep. We made some... I can't remember what sandwiches we had. Can you remember? We had ham. Yep. We had cheese. Cheese tomato. and tomato. Yep. We had tuna mayo yep. with onion. Yep. And... We oh, were going to do an egg salad. We were going to do like yeah, egg mayo. salad as well, yeah, egg mayo. But, but we thought uh, those three sandwiches. There was were just, just there enough. was just so many sandwiches already, and there's no way that the four of us were going to eat that much. So that's what we had. But we did prepare the eggs and then had 
egg sandwiches. The next day. The next day, which was just great. <laughs> and then we made some cheese scones. Yeah, we made some savoury scones. Yeah. And they were amazing. Oh, they were like fresh out of the oven. Oh, we just oh, cut they them were in warm half. with a bit Look, of butter. Real butter. None of this <sighs> margarine. We had real butter. Yep. Oh, and then we made some Welsh cakes. We did. We made some Welsh cakes. So I learned that Welsh cakes are fried, not baked. Yeah, I honestly didn't know that either. Um, it was really funny because when I spoke to my dad and told him that I'd made Welsh cakes, he was like, where'd you get the recipe for them? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He was like, nobody makes Welsh cakes anymore. Like, nobody knows how to make Welsh cakes. So uh, I was like, I just found it Googled on, like, it. <laughs> yeah, I found it on BBC Good Food is where yeah. I found it from. So if you want to make Welsh cakes, there's a very good recipe on BBC Good Food. Yes, nice um, and simple. They turned out brilliant. Yeah, so it's it's really strange. So they're not fried fried. It's because you don't fry them in oil or anything. No, it's a dry and pan. It's, and yeah. it's But it's not quite a dry fry either. No. So what you do is grease the frying pan and then wipe off all the excess. I feel like that would be if you had a non-stick pan. I feel like that's like back in the do. But I think you need to do it anyway because when I was yeah. watching them cook... The 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 slight film of butter browns helps it, yeah. browns it, but it helps it sort of melt into the pan and settle. Right. So so that's when I was Less flipping them. Bubbles, so yeah. you only do it for like a couple of minutes on either side. But I didn't realise that they were just like essentially what you're supposed to use is a griddle or a hot stone. Right. But I mean, who's got that? We've got a Teflon, whatever it's called, frying pan. Yeah, we've it. got a good old Teflon frying pan, so we used that, and it worked really really well and they were amazing yeah you could only do like three at a time though couldn't you yeah because the just because of the size of the pan yeah because you had to flip them and it's quite it was quite difficult to flip them because they are still quite soft when you flip them the first time yeah yeah so i mean really what you do need is something like a bit more of a coarse pan and like maybe a metal spatula yeah like a fish slice or something yeah whereas i had a very thick plastic yeah the the rubber spatula Mm. and the frying pan but we got there and they were really really good we took some pictures we're going to post them on the facebook site on the website um but that has been what was on our plate so there was one dodgy one that we ate straight away yeah because which was like heaven yeah because when i flipped it it split in half and then i tried to put it back together but then it just folded a wee bit yeah folded and just molded into like just a chunk of like really warm dough and yeah we just ate it straight off the pan because we were like we're not going to serve that because we want it because everything else was looking really really pretty Mm -hmm. so we were just like oh yeah we'll just eat that one and it was amazing because it was hot and Gooey. we'd put the caster sugar on afterwards. Oh yeah, you dusted it. And that had like like put dusted the caster sugar, so that had like crisped it, and it was still water. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, and then later we warmed them up in the microwave um, to eat them with my parents, and you know it was it was definitely better straight from the pan. Yeah. And then later I had a cold one, so I like either cold or straight from the pan, like that kind of warmish. Yeah, warmed. Didn't wasn't, do it for me. Wasn't as good. No. Either straight from the pan or yeah. cold. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is what I learned from that. But yeah, if because some people won't actually know what a Welsh cake is, it's basically just like a flat fried dish scone. But you had an egg in yours. There's no eggs in scones. No, because it was. It's a bit like that's like ish. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of like it was that. like flour, sugar, butter, egg, and milk. A little bit of milk and milk. 
Right. Yeah, there was a touch of milk, wasn't there? Just to, I can't remember. So just to help it sort of. Um... Yeah, and then what you're supposed to do is roll it out and cut it. We didn't have a roller. We didn't have a cutter. No, we didn't have any of those. So things. I smushed it with my fingers until it was flattish, and then used a glass. Yeah. To cut it. So. Yeah. But it worked. <laughs> yeah. It worked. We got there. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect size. Yep. They're great. It was. It yeah. was amazing. So. <laughs> So that's what we did, and as I said, we took some pictures, and it looks banging, and they tasted amazing. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we might do that again at some point when we're allowed to actually like socialise with people. Yes, we'll bring out some fresh afternoon stuff. tea perfectionists now. You see, darling. Oh yeah, it's professionals. <laughs> yep, John and Carol's catering services coming out. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that's been on our plate during social isolation. Has we made afternoon tea, and then I made mac and cheese that <laughs> we've been eating nights. for three days. Yeah, <laughs> that's us. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's good. Um, so obviously with isolation, there is plenty of time to watch telly. Oh yeah. And I know a lot of people have been binging and finding new things to binge. So let's quickly talk about our entertainment bug. I can't remember what the, the tune is for. It's that horrible rap that I did. Oh, right, here it is. Yeah. So let me tell you about something bugs me when I'm watching TV and my silver screen. And suddenly I find I'm losing my mind. All of my thoughts have gone out of sight. And I never had a way to vent it before. I had some little bugs invented some more. So take a second, won't you listen to me? The entertainment bug, what is it this week? You don't bug me now, mm, but we'll figure it out. Oh, you don't bug me now. Yeah, you don't bug me now. Oh, you don't bug me now. Yeah, but we'll figure it out. You don't bug me now. You don't bug me now. Oh, it's just so, so awkwardly bad. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. The slowest rap in humanity. Uh, so, uh, what have we been watching together, Carol? Because as he said... Uh, the Office US. We have, we have. Um, so I watched this previously, like when I was younger, teenager, I watched every single episode, what I thought. But we're on season nine now and I have not watched season nine. So I am like gasping all over the place. It's very dramatic. <laughs> Um, but John never watched. He'd refused to watch. Yeah, you were um, uh, you were appalled that I'd never watched the U.S. Office. That's because I don't know. I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Office UK, mm. and I think at the time, like a few things across the pond, and Americans like Shameless. Right. Like the Americans made a, their version of Shameless, and I hated that. I thought mm. it was bloody awful. And I think there was a couple of other things that they were like. I will make a v- American versions of those shows, mm. and none of them quite worked. So I was mm. like, "No, I'm not going to watch that. No, yeah. not a chance." But then we watched Parks and Recs, and I feel that The Office has very similar humour. It is. I've found yeah. out since that a lot of the people who were in Parks and Rec have yeah. auditioned for parts in The Office. Ah, oh, or Karen is in it, whatever her name is. Oh, Rashida Jones. Yeah, she's yeah. in. She's the only one who's in like both. Mm. Um, but yeah, so 
like like they'd either auditioned or they were considered for a part and then you know it's just one of those things but they are very similar yeah. sort of you know humor. office based sitcom american sitcom humor yeah. uh, but i've loved it i've absolutely loved it we were smashed through it as said we're on season nine though <laughs> yeah like a lot of the performers who were in it i've seen in other things and i really like them so when I'm seeing people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that person. They've got a lot of great special guests as well. Yeah. Um, the boss from season eight. What's his name? Robert California. Yeah. Uh, I just love him. He's such a good actor. Um, yeah. It's completely escaped me what his name is now. James Spader, um, who is in The Blacklist Yep. and is the voice of Ultron. Um, he's just incredible. Um, and he's he plays such a good character. Um, the one person that I was surprised by, and I hated her at first, but now in this last season, I'm starting to actually quite like her. Is Catherine Tate? Yeah, hated her character when at she first, first came yeah. in. Yeah, Nelly. But slowly but surely, yeah, it's like they were they took her character to an extreme, and then and then they're slowly like reined her in to be like just a another character there and she's a bit more normal now and i actually quite like her now so what have you been watching on your own carol well 60 days in but i think i spoke about that previously um, because that's something we promised to watch together and then i watched it and but you have discovered that you would hate it since then so we're 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 friends again on that situation yeah it's it's just one of those annoying programs who makes it makes the same point about six times yeah, before they actually get to it. Before they actually say, oh, and then yeah. this happened. And Criminal Minds, a new season came out of that. It's currently still airing, so I've been watching that. Yeah. Um, but I always get really scared. Right. And I have to like watch something nice after it, because it's really scary. It's a bit intense, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's serious, you know? It's not a comedy. It's not like a romantic thing. It's, it's like, it's trying to be serious. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Uh, um, is that it? I've recorded a few other things. I've not got around to watch them yet. I got really into X on the Beach, Celebrity X on the Beach. I watched two episodes and I can't really watch anymore. Like, there's always something better on. Yeah. And then Catfish, I've been recording that. Love it. I know, so you do. I I'm know. just waiting until I need to hit socialization or quarantine yeah, and then got, I will catch up. Yeah, you've got your binge yeah. watches ready. Well, I'm already in isolation. Yeah. So I have been binge watching all over the place. So much. So much, Tally, that I've been watching. So, while I was at my dad's, I binged watched the whole of Fear the Walking Dead. Um, because I've always been a Walking Dead fan. And mm. then I watched the first two seasons of Fear the Walking Dead and was like, meh, I'm not really that bothered. So I thought, okay, so I'll pick it up again from the start of season three and just give it another go. Mm. thoroughly enjoyed it absolutely brilliant love it when they've brought the new characters in it's been fantastic just absolutely lifted the whole thing it's amazing it's really really good so i'm really glad that i did that um what else have i been watching i've watched the walking dead because we're on the new season now that's just brilliant amazing no spoilers don't worry we'll talk about that once we get to the end uh, I've been watching Avenue 5, which is like a space cruise disaster movie. Okay. So basically, it's like, it's in the future, 
and it's a movie a, or a show it's a tv show but right. you know it it sort of follows that trend of like have you ever seen the poseidon adventure or poseidon like no. it's basically if disaster hits this ship with all these people on it what happens right okay um so it's like a comedy sort of take on that it's called avenue five and it's basically if they had like an intergalactic cruise ship and something happened to that all that way away from earth right okay and they had to get back to earth what would be the things that they have to deal with it's really really funny hugh laurie is the star of that and it's nice to see him do comedy again right. especially after being house for so many years because mm. he's always been one of those people he sort of dips in in and out of drama to comedy all the yeah. time because he's quite a versatile performer uh, but he's really 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 good at it um and he's basically like the main star of that but um who's the other person in it oh um the guy who plays LeFou in Beauty and the Beast. No, it's gone. Josh Gad. Well, I'm no help. Okay, Josh Gad. Josh Gad is in it as well. Um, he's just amazing. But they're like the two big stars of it. And most of them are actors that have been in other things. Mm. Um, and what's his name from The Office? Gabe. Oh, really? Is Is on there as well. He's like the head of guest relations but he's like really weird and hates people it's it's really cool like it's really really funny um so i've been really enjoying that i love like space adventure things. yeah like, they're yeah. always good um like the orville i love that like avenue five love it like i like these like space jam <laughs> it's not really about space though space jam it's more about basketball i'm sure they've done one in space as well but they're not <laughs> no not really oh well then <laughs> Like, the only reason that I think it's called Space Jam is because, like, they're playing against, like, aliens from another planet. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. But, yeah, it's more kind of about basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Well, there is talk of them doing a remake of that film. Now, that will be an entertainment bug if they remake that. Yeah. Because there is a film that does not need to be remade. Yes. Like, there's, there's just no need. Just no. leave it alone. Just leave it. It's fine. All these remakes and reimaginings, just, just back off. Like, we've already got a perfectly good version over there. Nobody needs a new one. Walk away! <laughs> yeah, although, saying that, I sort of said the same about the new Gus Ghostbusters film that's due to come out. But that, from the trailer, looks really interesting. Looks really good. Okay, then. Um, it's got a couple of kids from Stranger Things in it. Nice. Um, and Paul Rudd. Do you know who Paul Rudd is? I know that I've heard the name, but no. Mike in Friends. Mike. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's done like loads of things since. Yeah, then. Just yeah. What you'd know him from, but yeah, yeah Mike from Friends. Hmm. Um, he's in it as well. Cool. He plays like a over enthusiastic science teacher mm. who like gets involved in ghost busting because he loved the Ghostbusters when he was a kid. <laughs> uh, so it looks really, really, really good. Looks really interesting. Um, much better than I thought it would be, but. Don't remake Space Jam. There's just no need. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Um, but yeah, so Fear the Walking Dead. I'm going to mark it out of plectrums. Oh, right. Um, just because everything else is ongoing. Okay. So we've got no more ratings because The Office we haven't finished, but nope. we will rate at the end. Yep. Um, your prison program. Still going. You haven't reached the end of that. No. 
I haven't reached the end. I've been watching Picard as well. Amazing. Captain John Luke Picard. All right, good old JL. Um, so we'll talk about that once the season finishes as well. Um, so yeah, it's just Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, and I'm going to give that a good, solid four. Four? Five questions. Oh, very nice. Yeah, because, I mean, it could be better. It's not The Walking Dead. But it's not bad. Mm. The only thing that I don't like is I'm not a massive fan of Kim Dickinson, who is the mother and like the main one of the main protagonists. But spoilers, spoilers, just so you know, big fat spoiler, she dies. <gasps> and she, well, we don't see her die, so I reckon she's going to come back in a couple of seasons. She's just got another project that she's working on. But hopefully they'll just get rid of her. Because uh, I don't like her. She's not that good. But everybody else is brilliant. Um, so yeah, I'll give it a big fat four. Big fat four out of five. That is a good square. It is, it is. Um, so, what we're going to finish uh, this return episode, and it's lovely, lovely to be back with you all. You beautiful, incredibly wonderful people. You're welcome. <laughs> Especially you, Carol. Why, thank you. And we just want to say, stay safe, stay isolated, save the NHS. Stay your distance. <laughs> keep your distance and um, just try not to let isolation get you too down. And if it is getting you down, drop us a message. Call us. Because I am isolating. I am here for you guys. And if it is making you sad... Have a listen to some of my songs. Hopefully that'll take you out of your way for three or four minutes. Some of them have made me cry, though. Yeah, and don't send me any bad messages, because there's just no need. And you'll just get deleted. That's it, that's it. So, uh, yeah, Carol, uh, is there anything you want to tell the folks before we go this week? We love you. I hope you and your family are well. Um, And, yeah, stay safe. Yeah. So we're going to leave you um, with this... uh, Viral vid. This viral video uh, is very topical. I love it. So here it is. It's the wonderful uh, Daniel Matarazzo. Uh, and he's been doing um, some COVID-based skits. Hi, everybody. Here's another fun little musical parody. This one is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Now when a virus comes along that's spreading like a plague And POTUS and his lackeys have been nothing if not vague Well then you've got to trust the CDC and listen well Unless you want to bid our free society farewell There is a super bad transmittable contagious awful virus and if we don't act quick and social distance it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until july a super bad transmittable contagious awful virus and if you got a better cough in your arm and if you got a better cough in your arm now back in 1918 influenza had its run but half their docs were busy overseas with world war one today we have mass media and scientists to say if you don't want this virus well then stay six feet away super damn important that we practice isolation because we're asymptomatic while it's in incubation we'll overwhelm our hospitals if there's not mitigation it's super damn important that we practice isolation if we don't do it then we're all gonna die if we don't do it then we're all gonna die and so i hope at last you take the lesson here to heart because it's already scary and we're only at the start if you get bored just think of the immunocompromised who can't go much
much of anywhere unless it's sterilized. Oh, super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. If we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July. A super bad, transmittable, a super bad, transmittable, a super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. That was brilliant. He is amazing. And it's all wrapped up in wonderful entertainment, musical, comedy. But his message is very, very clear. Just stay away from each other. And during isolation, don't be a dick. So until next week, thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Chat to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.